Carmina. <laughs> What's up, sluts? We are here. It's party time. It's party time part two. Woo! We're What's back. up, motherfuckers? And this is the 50th episode. Hello. Finally. Half Hello. a century. Yeah. Half a half a century? Hello. Half a How are you today? <laughs> Really Half a close. century of witch figure. It's been 84 years. <laughs> it would have been 50 years. Yeah, but it's been 84 because of the pandemic. Oh, fuck, seriously. Who was born in 84? What are you sluts? No. Oh. We're never. 82. Oh. We're oh. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Anyways, holy fucking shit. What's up? Uh, witch finger are back um we are here and we're full of farts and burps uh flatulence and gas we got beers we got shots lined up yeah we're ready and this has been like a long time coming because uh there's a pandemic going on and things are starting to sort of let up we all got our magical uh shots so here we are together once again uh things were real rough for a while for for a long while, actually. But, but good uh, news. <laughs> we're still funny. We're still funny. And yeah, we kind of got uh, fucked by Lord Ford. Lord Ford, <laughs> let us record. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for those of you um, who don't know, we live in Ontario and Ontario is a literal dumpster fire yeah. um, because of our premiere. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that because um, fuck that guy. And uh, yeah, so we're finally back and it feels great. It does. Yep. Great, great, great. Friday night at eight. eight. I got, got myself a date. She <laughs> might be <laughs> my mate. <laughs> and, Good to be back. Yeah, so um, I guess I don't really need to introduce us, but if you want me yeah, to, Yeah, please do, because I it's could. been so long that people have forgotten. Yeah, I know. I almost forgot to do that myself, because I'm um, indulging in the uh, whiskey. Mm-hmm. Whiskey. Yes, yes. Question. And uh, Question. my name is Yasmina, and to my right is Morgan. Hello. And to my left is Megan. Hi. And welcome to the Witch Finger Horror Podcast, and this is episode 50, and we are watching Return of the Living Dead, part de. It's us. Part part de. Part de. Hot shots, part de. Hot Shots Part 2. It was much better than the first Hot Shots. Yeah. I don't remember the I don't remember the first one. All. I remember the second one, not the first. I, well, I don't know. I like. I kind of thought Charlie Sheen was kind of cool. That poster was iconic yeah, where he his, was like, like firing a rubber hair. chicken. Yeah, yeah he was like, like, like Rainbow. I, I remember bow and arrow or something. Yeah. Oh. oh my, how times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> all I think about is when Weird Al did the Rambo parody. Was I that? So I sent Yasmina, funny enough, yesterday... Uh, Weird Al is out of the weird music industry. Oh, so he's just that out was now? satire. That so was satire. no, it was true. No, that's a joke. You're <laughs> lying. Did you read the whole article? <laughs> that's like been a running joke for a while. Did you read the whole article? There's an article that Weird Al put out saying that he wants to make normal music, not weird music I anymore. I think it's a joke. Okay, well he. You know what? <laughs> internet okay well but like is he just owl now like what do no, you do no, it's a joke it's no a but joke. like what would you if he was out of the he's weird he's regular owl he's just he's owl. regular owl world's colliding normal regular owl, owl. <laughs> <laughs> no but for real we 
we should really focus up and thank everyone for um, being patient. accessing our like archived episodes yes. it feels they're not archived truly but it feels like we recorded them so long ago that they're like buried in the fucking catacombs of the internet yeah we're blowing the dust off but everyone's heads. been you know throughout the pandemic people were commenting about our episodes and how we're fucking making them laugh and oh we're yeah and like also and... insinuating we're not friends anymore yeah like you <laughs> the know what are you guys the drama. oh you guys aren't friends anymore the truth is we hate each other <laughs> fuck you fuck you we just do this because it pays really well <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke uh, but like yeah we were talking about this earlier a lot of of, of our listeners um, reached out and said that they missed us during the <sighs> pandemic and it sucked that we couldn't get together like we did our mini-sodes uh, remotely and uh, but it's been a really long time since we've actually recorded a full episode when we're all together and it's just not the same and the mini-sodes are true. different like, it's not the same no. vibe we do our best all. work yeah. when we're like in a room together the whole point of yeah. this podcast is getting together and just having fun and doing what we love to do, which is watch movies and drink and just be pals. And so if we can't really be in the same space together, it's just not the same, you know? Yeah. Like we feed off of each other. It's all yeah. about, it's all about that vibe. It's all so. about energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of, uh, of our listeners uh, reached out and told us that they missed us and they had to go back and listen to older episodes to get their uh, witch fix and um, we really appreciate that. That's uh, lovely, lovely to hear but we are so happy to finally be back and we're very happy to release a new episode on a fantastic movie yeah. that I actually haven't watched in a really, really long time because to be honest, I'm more familiar with part one and part three i know you have your thing about part three. i love part three i mean don't get me wrong the first one is classic but the second one is a fantastic film but it's out of all of them the one that i've watched the least you know what is funny about that fact uh morgan and i split an uber on the way up and we were talking about how the second movie is you know like the least popular or or whatever in our lives anyways and you know what's funny is the poster for this one is to me the most iconic of any of them for I sure love and the i know you love the third because the third like you love that chick i i, I remember you saying that but like it's absolutely such an iconic image that yeah. like it doesn't even need yeah. the logo nope. of the movie it's just like a wicked fucking picture yeah. like i remember looking at that shit in the fucking tape store did you guys you happen know, to get like place? who did the art because i didn't see no. that in no no you know what that would so. be a really interesting somebody get back to us who did the art for the poster yeah, of Return please Dead somebody on the internet yeah. yeah yeah let us know because i like that's a, a piece of art i would hang on my wall like it's just gorgeous yeah uh i masturbate to it <laughs> um but yeah the uh first return of the living dead we did for our 25th episode yeah so it makes sense that we're doing this so we're doing for... part two for our 50th episode. and in 25 episodes we'll do part three that's a oh, great yeah, idea. <laughs> uh, I'm drunk, and you know what I'm gonna do right now because I thought <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm gonna drink some, some more. more. <laughs> um, so we do you have two mugs of alcohol. Yeah. Okay. So I have my regular drink, which is um, ginger ale, uh, kind of dry with whiskey, um, but. We're going to have some fun because it's our 50th and fuck it. And uh, I've got a mug of tequila here with a fucking fruit fly in it. There's actually a fly in it? Yes. They're everywhere. Are you going to drink it? 
It's gone now, so yeah. Actually, I'd probably still drink it if it was still oh, in there. Oh, you, you like You gross. don't even notice them. Um. So who wants to take a little... Well, I'm going to take a shot, but I'm going to take this shot right out of the bottle because I still have wine in my cup. I don't know I'll have to... a shot. So what do you What do you want a shot of? I'm drinking Pink Whitney. I'll drink that Whitney, that Chitney. Do you want Pink Whitney too? Yeah. Chitney! I'll drink that Chitney. Morgan, do you have water in your cup? Uh, no, it's empty actually. Here. Okay, let's do that. Pour me a little. Just I have a, a little... question for our Americano friends. Yeah. Is Canada dry the ginger ale you guys drink? Yes. Oh. I've researched it. Okay. Yeah, because I'm fucking serious about my ginger ale. I can't live without It's not just ale. called dry here, though. Like, you know, in ah. Amer- Americans are always like, oh, Canadian bacon. Is it just regular bacon you in bitch, Canada? You got me. It's just dry. It's just dry. Awesome. It's just dry here, guys. We just drink dry. We yeah. Just, oh, man, okay, this is so going to be fucked. This is going to be very you, acidic. Uh, y'all are drinking... Pink Whitney. So and we're drinking I've vodka. Got, but, and okay, so that's vodka. Yeah, that's it's what vodka. that is. That is a hot commodity, that shitney. Um, so I've got tequila that um, has been sitting in my apartment before I moved in. It's so accumulated we'll fucking fruit flies. And like, you've you know, been here for like, what, three years? Three years. years. Yeah. Hold on, let me try. I don't want to drink out of the bottle, actually. Do you know what a fear that I have is? That my lips will get stuck to the bottle like that kid when from that cold. Christmas movie. Yeah. I think you're okay. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna. Then I'll have to drink the whole bottle. Yeah. Oh my god! There'll be like some yes, weird, um, yeah. uh, like some society shit where like your lips are like pulling all long, and he's like, you still have to like drink. Okay, all right, cheers, cheers, cheers to fifty episodes, guys. We made it to friendship to Tom Matthews and James Karen. Oh my god, I love the Tom Matthews band. You just have to say that when I had a fucking mouthful of tequila. I, it almost sprayed out. Pink I'm not Whitney. fucking with that. Get out of here, bitch. This is not that bad either. This Pink Whitney. Anyways, <laughs> we'll see how we feel uh, by the end of this episode. Let's get into it. I wish I could hug it. all of you. I know. Who, me? Or no, like our listeners? the fans. She doesn't want to hug me. <laughs> that was a hard no. Yeah. No. I just had a stinky burp. <laughs> Ew. Well, you know what? I'm looking forward to cons. I can't wait yeah. to uh, meet people see some faces in person meet people eat meet with people meet with people and uh yeah eat some people anyway people (laughs) and i feel like there's so much that has happened since our hiatus that it's impossible to know where to start yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be great episode Okay, let me just get right into it. Return of the Living Dead, part two, came out in 1988. It was directed and written by Ken Wiederhorn. And I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it, but I watched the documentary. Oh, I didn't. Um, It was only like half an hour on YouTube, but all the producers, production designer, writers, marketing executives, special effects team all hated Tom Fox's approach for producing part two because they all hated the script as it was blatantly plagiarizing Dan O'Bannon's screenplay from part one. So not a lot of people liked Ken's script. Um, It was just very unoriginal because it was basically just a copy of Dan's original script, which was very unique. And Ken has also admit he is not a horror fan at all. He I did not read like, that, that he was kind of like, I did not want to do it. the like horror that. genre, but he got offered to do it, and he was, like, just basically ambivalent towards yeah. it. He, and you know what's interesting about that? I found this fact very interesting, so that he didn't, because I saw that too, that he didn't, he's not into the horror genre. 
but it wasn't written and then he was like okay i'll make this fucking movie he wrote it like he's the writer director yeah right so like it's funny to me that someone would like reach out to him and he'd be like i fucking hate horror and it's not even a script or like a movie that was presented to him he fucking wrote something he doesn't like. Yeah. But like, in the genre right. he doesn't it's like. Weird, Do you know though, what I mean? Yeah, it's weird, though, because, like, I mean, I guess that he, because he got his start, like, he directed Shockwaves, and he also directed that uh, Dark Tower, I think it's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Dark Tower. Right. Like, not the Stephen Clearly. King one, obviously. Yeah. Um, but Shockwaves is, like, considered, to, it's the horror genre. You've, like, it's, like, zombie Nazis or whatever. Uh, and I've never seen Dark Tower, but uh, the cover is fucking badass. It's, like, a build, like, a... A high rise building yeah. that's it's like very much like oh, the yeah. Fright Night 2. The yeah. Fright Night 2 cover is yeah. very similar. It kind of yeah. reminds me of uh, the premise of Poltergeist 2. Yeah. Like no, a, Poltergeist 3. Yeah, it's like Poltergeist some haunted 3. like building yeah. shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But maybe he was just concerned about being typecast in like that I'm always going to direct low budget. Well, basically, this is what stuff. happened. Uh, so Ken Wiederhorn uh, used to be an editor at CBS. Yeah, he's a he was guy. like a reporter. And he originally had always wanted to be a documentary producer, but he didn't have a degree in journalism. And at the time, that's basically what you needed uh, to be successful, I guess, in like documentary maker, making, whatever. Um, but he, at the time, when he was offered Return to Live a Dead Part 2, I think it's just like there's a universal like acceptance in the film industry that like you gotta just like oh I get it whatever work that you get offered you know what I mean because it's really tough in the business when uh he got offered to co-write Shockwaves um at the time he was like I'm not a horror guy but I'm gonna do it because I have to pay my rent and it was his first thing right Shockwaves is an incredible I actually personally find shockwaves not a horror movie i think it's more of a suspense thriller it's iconic though it's such a fucking moody movie and the soundtrack is horny i love it the soundtrack is so fucking good but but it's also weird maybe now maybe i'm getting conflicting information we all know how the internet works yeah that's true whatever you look for you will find right Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I found that this was not written, written as a sequel. However, if he was approached to write a sequel to The Return of the Living Dead, what do you mean it wasn't written as a sequel? Do you see how I'm getting conflicting information? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree because I did also see that the script was originally not written as a sequel to Return of the Living Dead, but then it was like, well, we're only going to like finance it if, if it's part of the it series. So what did they approach him by saying, we need you to create? Obviously, they didn't if it wasn't written for that purpose. So what did they approach him and say? So this is do you the know information what I mean? that I got in my research, and this is why I like watching documentaries because they're interviewing these people mm-hmm. and like you can get the better kind of mm-hmm. story, I guess. Um, but basically... <clears throat> Ken Wiederhorn, um, <laughs> he directed Meatballs 2, and uh, the original script wasn't intended to be a sequel to Meatballs, but it was a horror comedy about a kid who had a run-in with zombies, but the studio changed it, and so he ended up directing Meatballs 2, but then okay. that that original script turned out to be the script for Return of the Living Dead Part 2. So the studio just takes control yeah, like in these right. situations. The, yeah, the info that I have was that the producer, Tom Fox, was interested in his story and he liked that script, but he said he would only finance it if he agreed to make it part of this series. Yeah. So yeah. it turns out that he had the idea, he'd written it before, then somebody said, well, make the tweaks 
will add it to yeah. the Return of the Living Dead. Uh, it's funny series, though, if for someone then... who says he's not into horror, he yeah. clearly wrote something that well, was a horror. I mean, zombies. I know it's it is technically a horror comedy, but it's still horror yeah. based, right? Like right. anything with zombies usually is going to be put into that genre in the think. realm of. I mean, it's it's dead bodies coming back to life. What yeah. else could it be? Right? Dead bodies. Yes. Dead bodies. You know what? Dead I don't bodies. know. Like, in, t- in going back to what you were talking about before, Yasmina, about how you know lots of people are like, oh well, it's just kind of like so derivative of Daniel Bannon's. Um, original, you know, the whole Return of the Living Dead, the first one, I kind of, like, think that that's the most endearing part of this, is that, like, because James Cameron, or Cameron, James Karen, <laughs> James Karen and uh, Tom Matthews are back, but they're different characters, but they, it's so self-aware, they're like, we've been here before! Yeah, yeah, you know they talk I mean? about like, that in the documentary. So, What's that? That's, like, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, exactly, and so yeah. it's, like, it's, it's very self-aware, uh, and I think that it's endearing because it's the same people, but it's different people. It's the same story, but it's a different story. And that's what makes them fun. And, and cult fans love that. Yeah, and I I personally, especially the first movie, but I think that that duo of James Karen and Tom Matthews, like, like I watched Return of the Living Dead last night, and I was just like, these motherfuckers are so They're cute like best together. friends. Yeah, they're, they're so, oh, they're cute, so together. cute Yeah, And they have such good chemistry, and I bet you in real life they actually, I didn't read anything, but I bet you they got along. Uh, so actually, they look like they were pals. the only reason why Tom agreed to do the sequel was because Jimmy was doing really? it. Like, oh, really? Like, they're all, yeah, like, they have a bromance, for sure. Um, but I just want to, like, uh, go back to Ken and his career. After he quit his job at CBS, um, he then directed a movie called Eyes of a Stranger um, with Jennifer Jason Lee, mm-hmm. And that was actually her first movie. <laughs> oh, yes. And I've never seen this movie, but I really want to watch it. Um, the cover is very nostalgic. Hmm. But Eyes of a Stranger uh, gained, this is a very interesting fact, uh, gained interest from Brian De Palma. And Brian De Palma offered Ken to write and direct Body Double mm-hmm. um, based on De Palma's treatment but then De Palma just decided like later on that he just changed his mind and he was like I'm just gonna write it and like direct it myself but it's funny that Ken almost fucking directed Body Double which is like a masterpiece so I'm curious how that would have turned out but I'm glad that De Palma did it because that movie is just Perfection. Yeah, like the stuff that I read was that he actually worked on an early draft of the script, but then he didn't get any on-screen credit for that portion that he actually helped with the body double script. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, so he... um, Also, there's a scene and Meatballs 2, where the kids are watching Shockwaves. I find that very funny. That's cool. Uh, have you seen Shockwaves? Yeah, oh god, yeah. Uh, yeah. That movie is so fucking good. Like, it's, I just don't think it's horror. Like, I just think it's more of a thriller suspense and fucking Peter Cushing. I tend to lump them together, though. To me, like, thrillers, like, you know when you're on Netflix, even though Netflix, like, sucks with a lot of that kind of stuff, but I feel like Most of the time when I want to watch a horror, I in fact look under thrillers Mm. because a lot of my favorite horror movies because they're psychological are classified as thrillers. But but like to what you're saying, you know, you don't think Shockwave is is a horror as much as it is a thriller. In my mind, they're all under the same umbrella. Like they're Mm. all very tightly knit. Like horror, thriller, even mystery. They are tightly knit. I find even mysteries kind of fit into the horror realm because mysteries are typically about you know like a murder or something stolen or or something missing or or ghosts. Anything that like is like makes the audience uncomfortable yeah 
Absolutely. To me, is horror. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Because they say, like, Silence of the Lambs is technically a thriller. Right? But it's every horror movie lover's top ten. You know what I mean? It's, like, hard to differentiate. Yeah. Well, I think... it's, like, a crime thriller or whatever, I think a lot of people just associate, like, horror with, like, slashers and blood and guts and, like, that's the special effects, like, the real heavy, like... Right. ...bloody kind of movies, and that's not always what it is, and so if it doesn't have that, then it's a thriller. I think that horrors and suspense and mystery just have better writing. I agree. And... Well, um, I don't know. There are some really good fucking horror movies. That's true. No, I agree. (laughs) I I I totally agree, but... But there's just uh, the atmosphere is different. Sure. Um, but Although, Don't Breathe. So Don't Breathe 2 is coming out. Oh. Pretty soon. The first Don't Breathe is a thriller, right? You'd say it's a thriller suspense, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Don't Breathe scared the shit out of me. I didn't sleep for like two days. Yeah. So for me, it's a horror. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I mean, like, I would classify it as a horror sense. movie. Yeah. But, right? I mean, he turkey basted a woman's vagina. That's horrific. That is the worst. Ah, turkey basted vagina. Nice and juicy for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ken, Mr. Weederhorn. Um, I can't with this. Game. He. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about Dark Tower. He uh, co-directed and co-wrote Dark Tower, and that is a hard fucking VHS to find. Mm. It is not common. And yes, the cover is very much like like the Fright Night cover with the apartment building. Um, But it's funny that he alleges that he never actually directed it, as he stated that he never set foot on that set. He only just wrote some of it. That's what he says about Dark Tower. Megan, did you just, like, inhale your shot? No, I'm sorry. I drank my drink like it was a glass of wine, but it's straight liquor. Oh, whoopsie. And, like, it's... Shit me. Yeah, it really, Shit me like, going down the wrong tube. Holy fuck, man. That nearly killed me. Did you take your whole shit? Did I pour too much? Because I've already had a shit. I oh, actually wow. have some more still in my cup here. Oh, okay, good. I took a half of it. The, well, you know what? It's Saturday night. I'm going to drink some more tequila. Guess yeah, what, more? internet? We suck at doing shots. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. To digress from the information portion, the information <laughs> station of Sorry. our <laughs> podcast... Um, the zombies are quite literally, there was one that was rolling out of the grave, like literally did a barrel roll, like came out and like rolled. Actually, and like when I watched the documentary, like I was reminded of the differentialities between the zombies of part two and part one, and they put way more work into the special effects in part two. Really? Like all the zombies are played by the same group of actors, but they all like have you seen the picture of the kid that's like standing in front of the fifty different like zombie heads? It's like a behind the scenes shot. Oh, that sounds cool. It's like crazy how many different like zombie faces like they made for part two um but yeah so ken also directed a bunch of freddy nightmares episodes um he wrote one as well and he directed a couple 21 jump street episodes yeah. <laughs> um, oh he's, he's gonna also, cut your teeth on that yeah he's also directed uh, a lot of episodes um of a show called dark justice it's like a uh, law show, and Bruce Abbott from Reanimator oh, is okay. a main character in it. Um, Ooh, I've never heard of that. But actually. yeah, no, I know. Me too. It's funny because as soon as I researched it, it just started popping up fucking everywhere. Weird. Like I was like, there's that Dark Justice show, um, and 
there's one movie that Ken alleges is the only really good movie he's made, and it's called A House on the Hills. Okay. It's got Michael Madsen and Helen Slater okay. in it. Michael and Madsen, that's cool. Out of his, like, career, like, he's like, basically, that's, like, the only really good movie that I did. <laughs> That's me, Mr. Wiederhahn. That's what I talk like. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> oh, are you are lying. Oh. <laughs> Regular Alb. Regular Alb. Fuck, man, I fall for I'm the most gullible motherfucker on the planet. Holy shit. Oh, so we just shit. watched the part where um, Brenda punches the zombie right in the face and the goo and comes the, it out. And it smushes out. Yeah, I no, this movie is part. so fun. And... It's funny that you... You're fun. You are. It's funny that you said that you. this is one that you never watched that much because I feel like uh, I've probably seen this one as many times as I've seen the first one, which is a lot of fucking times. I don't know. There's just something nostalgic about this one. And this in particular, this one is where he talks about her brains being spicy. I and know, like you love yo, that. That shit fucked me you up You fucking when I was love a kid. that. I don't know why. There's a couple things about this whole like series. Like those, remember the split dogs in the first one? Right. Yeah. Oh my God. I watched it last night and I felt ill. Like I was five years old again. Like Aww. The split dogs, where did they redo that? Um, um, Resident Evil. Did they do oh. that? Yeah, Resident Evil has this has oh split God. dogs as well. And it's, it's not as cool. And I'll tell you why. Because they're... Um, they're split in a different way, but they're also entirely CGI. Entirely, oh, right? Yeah. And, like, practical effects for life, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it was real fucking. But up. I feel like, you know what? Maybe that's why these zombie movies are so much more enjoyable to watch. Like, I agree. They're like cartoons. Like, these zombies we're watching right now, like, they're humans, obviously, but yeah. they're animated. Like, they're literally like cartoons. Like, I they're real cartoons. And in the new zombie movies, everything's very serious yeah and everything have, is very serious and they, the people that they're gonna be having <laughs> what's serious about zombies <laughs> well the train the train to busan yeah oh actually very it's yeah. incredible I heard it it's was so fucking good but mo- that's what most zombie movies are like right now yeah. very serious very like this could really happen i mean talk about coronavirus right yeah. like who knows mm. what kind of viruses are out there yeah. but that's why i like this one and this whole series because it's i was saying to morgan earlier because it's all the government's fault, which is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's this is all a government chemical shit. Yeah, the chemical. I fucking love that brother, man. He's but injecting like, us with toxins. We're all gonna turn into the zombies. Daddy Gates, Daddy, us Daddy the Gates, giving us the fucking turn into the undead vaccine. <laughs> but like all these guys that are playing the zombies are like, like you're saying, they're like almost cartoonish. Yeah, because it's like they're they're super like character. They're overacting, yeah, they're right? Overacting. I love that. And like the dude that plays Tarman, I'm sure we can talk about him a bit later oh, yeah. as well. But uh, he's Tarman in this one and in the first one, and he was like a puppeteer and like does kid stuff. But like he's like very, you know, if you're a puppeteer, you're gonna know all about like movements right. and like things. Yeah, that he are worked very, on like, uh, Jim Henson. Like, yeah, he was like, like part show. of Jim Henson shit. Yeah. Like, um, but so yeah, like you're gonna be uh, over dramatic with your movements and stuff like that, and it's like it it has a certain effect to it. Like it's kind of comical, but that's what zombies were like. Come on, right back in the '80s, like all the zombie movies like that were like everybody shuffling and yeah. weird and fucking shit. And, and they all have something funny. Alan it's like they all died in a very funny way. Like they're all like decomposing yeah. in a funny way. And like their limbs are falling oh off God. as they like walk towards you, which yeah. is hilarious. Yasmina is like I'm just heating up around fucking, the crotch No, I'm just getting guy. a boner, man. Like Bobby Briggs. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I'm the Twin Peaks uh, 
I didn't write anything about, I didn't write anything the about this guy. group, so I'm sorry to my other <laughs> listeners of the Twin Peaks fandom. I will not bore my co-hosts talking about Twin Peaks for this entire fucking episode, but I digress. Holy shit, I am sorry, but like, he is such a fucking babe. I love Dana Ashbrook a lot, and every time he's on the screen, I heat up. He's always got some like he's, best going on. I love him, man. Who Tom Matthews? So fucking Dana. I know, but like she's talking about right. his best. No, I guess his I mean Marty McFly vest. I was gonna say like in in it. What the fuck year was this? Eighty eight. Yeah. Why does everyone wear a fucking vest? Because that's like that's his Marty McFly vest. That's he's his wearing future, the exact man. same thing. Marty McFly wore his puffy vest. Oh, I was he saying, changed... he's not Marty McFly. No, I but, see what you're but saying. But like yeah. that character, like the Marty, he like when he wears the, the face of vest. I remember like everyone was fucking wearing those. That's puffy what I was thinking. Vests. Yeah. It looks exactly like it. It's like there's kids walking around in t-shirts, like it's a warmer climate, and then this guy's got a vest on, yeah. like an yeah. insulated. Well, do you remember yeah. when vest. he goes back to the fifties? Everyone's like making fun of it, and he's they're like, they're like, oh, is that a life preserver? And like after that movie came out, everyone was fucking wearing. In them, <laughs> I'm just gonna blame Back to the Future for the attire of um, Mr. Matthews. Um, but I don't know who do we want to talk about? Jimmy, Tom, Bobby Briggs. Hold well, on. you were already kind of on the like. Okay, let's talk you, about you Dana. Dana. <sighs> oh my god. Okay, so um, I love Twin Peaks a lot, and Bobby Briggs is probably like the sexiest motherfucker on that show. I love Dana Ashbrook a lot. He aged well. He's a fucking babe. He was just Hmm. at the Mahoning. Not gonna get angry. I'm not gonna get angry. Um, Yes, he was at the uh, Twin Peaks. uh, Sorry, David Lynch like fucking weekend at Mm -hmm. the Mahoning and he was there and I was like, oh my god. I just wanna... This is D. I do, I do, I do wanna <laughs> S his D. And I'll tell you what, I think that me and Dane Ashbrook were like meant to be together in some parallel universe. <laughs> because don't laugh. His fucking wife Please. is like my age and she also has a crow tattoo. And her name her is Yasmina. And her name's Yasmina. But I was like, oh my god. Like his <laughs> wife is the same age as me and she also has a crow tattoo on her back. Yeah. Like that could have been me. Maybe in some yeah. parallel universe. But he's just such a fucking cool, chill guy. IRL. And so Dana Ashbrook, um, I'm not gonna like go into Twin Peaks, uh, but I will talk about his other work. But one quote of his that's like one of my favorite fucking quotes of his is David Lynch helped me be cool. I love that. Um, Dana Ashbrook has two sisters. Uh, One sister is trans, and her name is Taylor, and she's a writer and a reporter. And his other sister, Daphne, she's an actress. (gasps) And she played Melora Paslar in Deep Space Nine. She's the woman with, like, the blonde hair that she's in a wheelchair because gravity works differently <gasps> for her. I remember yeah. that episode. That's and then they fucking Dana Ashbrook's sister. Yeah, they change the, yeah, gravity, they change the gravity so that she can, like, so she can actually, like, be free from her wheelchair. Yeah, that's that fucking episode. Dana. I, I didn't... I had no idea that that was his sister. Um, but... The very first role that he got cast in as a child was in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. He was Kid on the Boat. Kid on the Boat. Yeah, he was Kid on the Boat. And uh, 
uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which is a movie that I haven't seen in a really long time, but the last time I watched it, I laughed my ass off. Do you remember off. the cartoon, anyone? Uh, I, I know of its existence, but I never watched it. Again, I, I know of its cartoon. existence. But there's like yeah. a bunch of sequels too, right? Anything yeah. Roger Corman does is entertaining. And um, he had some bit parts in soap operas, and then he got his big break in Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Like, it was his first, like role throughout the entire production and um then in the same year he did waxwork he's so sexy he's very sexy in waxwork in waxwork very sexy oh my fucking god but especially in twin peaks because he's always wearing a leather jacket and smoking leather helps it really does so does smoking i don't fucking care man as long as i don't have to date you or kiss you when i see a man smoking i'm like oh my god there is a photo of dana ashbrook like with a cigarette in his mouth on Google, like wearing a leather jacket and it's just like the sexiest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. Well, Dana Ashbrook, if you're listening to this, I love you. You were a babe. Um, but he's um, also in I was about um, to say, Ghost Dad. Mm. I watched that movie a lot when I was I'm a sorry. Kid. Isn't Bill Cosby? Yeah, that's, that's why, why I'm like, guy. fuck Bill fuck Cosby. Bill Cosby. Free, Britney! Free Britney! Free yeah. Britney. Send Bill back to this clinker. Yeah. Watch the clinker. Fuck him. But uh, Dane Ashbrook, I just want to talk about three movies that he was in. One is The Willies, which I'm pretty sure is like episode three of Witch Finger Horror Podcast. Yeah, and James Karen is also in that. And uh, Sundown, which is a fucking awesome vampire movie. I'm going to lend it to you. (laughs) I'm going to lend it to you. I'm going to lend it to everybody. Sundown, y'all need to watch Sundown because that is such a fucking underrated vampire. Like, uh, Dusty, it's like one of those, like, you know, like Dusty horror movies. I have 1941 I... and I have 2016. <sighs> Is that the one? Girl, like, seriously, don't do this to me. <laughs> like, he look looks at, pretty hot. Dude, he is such a fucking He's aged really shoulder. well. No, he's super sexy. I saw. Yeah. He reminds me of, God like, Johnny it. Depp and Crybaby, kind of. Yeah, no, he, he definitely has that look about And there's him, a I moment. Get, I'm doing it. I'm sorry. I'm getting into it. There's a moment in Twin Peaks in the second season where he, like, totally turns into a piece of shit and, like, uh, betrays Shelly. But then he. Like fucking, he gets his groove back, and he he, he totally like becomes humble again, and he comes back to Shelley, and then in the new Twin Peaks, he turns out to be the sheriff of Twin Peaks. I can talk about this shit all night, but I won't. But you know what other movie he's in that I know you might have seen? Ooh, what? She's out of control with oh, Tony Danza. I have seen that movie more than once. So That's have I. Really funny. So have I. Have you ever seen that? Probably uh, not. Uh, it's like an eighties so. or it's a nineties. It, uh, it feels like it's like early, early, early nineties. It, yeah, it's like the blueprint for she's. I all was that. gonna okay. say it's very much like it's it's a like a chick flick, but our era. 2021 era of chick flicks are all chicks in the movie when chick flicks first started i feel like there were a ton of men like it's one of those chick flicks where it's like a rom-com you know tom hanks used to be in a bunch of chick flicks i'm doing these yes it was like that where like the men were the star of the chick flick yeah like tony danza i know the types of movies that he would get in because he's like you know Who's the boss? Yeah, and like his yeah. daughter, she, oh gets my God, her bra- she turns 16 and she gets her braces removed and she's all sexy and Tony dances like a single dad. And nope, he's like, nope, oh no, nope. teenage boys want to fuck my daughter. Oh, Hell my no. daughter is a sexual being. I know. How do I process this? Yeah, but anyway, so Dana Ashbrook is a mega babe. 
He too has a vest. He can wear whatever. He looks the fuck like he a wants. like a heating and cooling. <laughs> he actually came mechanic. to fix her the cable. I oh, well, think. then there you go. Because yeah, so he, he he's up. wearing like a more taupe color vest, yeah, like color like ensemble. Taupe. Yeah, like and he so... showed up to like fix the TV or fix the cable. Like the beginning of boyfriend. Got crazy, huh? He's just the boyfriend. Well, he's yeah. not an electrician. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, he's he's the eye candy guy. So these zombies, I like them. Their skin tone is more blue. Yeah, and everyone kind of has like zombie, an undertone of, of blue. Of the zombies here. Yeah, um, Kenny Myers. Man. They're very strong. They're very smart. They're very quick. And they're fast. They know how to open door handles. They're they know how to fight. Like they know how to wrestle. And they, they talk. Yeah, it's just like he's watching a woman work out as if he's sexually attracted to her um and they're all like what? you know what they kind of remind me of the zombies in uh day of the, the dead video dead yeah oh, video no the video dead. dead because in the video dead they still retain their like identity from when they were alive right and then they sometimes like dwell in that and will go back and do their like housework there's another movie that's like that too fuck that's not the only one. Except that's the like video that. dead is like the Z version of this. Yes, but like, yeah, like they have very um, anthropomorphic like features, mm-hmm. where like they're still like you can see their humanistic like their humanity side is like still, uh, before still they died. There, yeah. Uh, but Kenny Myers was the special effects artist for both movies. Um, but as I said earlier, he worked extra hard on part two because they just had a lot more different zombie faces. Yeah, like the one zombie that like sits up and she's got like worms coming out of her face. Yeah, and stuff. Cool. that one is really fucking cool. maggots. You're fucking metal yeah. man. And uh, <laughs> like the the severed head that's like talking and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. and she's like, oh. I don't remember what her line is, but it's like her teeth. Actually, are all, I'm pretty her sure her gums are all pulled back and shit. Um, she's got a voice like this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure fucking uh, Kenny Myers does the voice of the severed head. No, yeah, he does. Really? Yeah, this is some bit behind. And of they are very. Blue. Everything's very blue. Yeah, yeah that's like the video blue. dead. Yeah, they're all very blue in the video dead as well. Which is funny. Okay, yeah, and I love when people try and kill zombies because that's the ultimate. He just stabbed him in the gut. Ain't gonna do shit. But it's interesting because in this world, in this realm of the living dead, like getting them in the head doesn't work. Like if you remember in the first Return of Living Dead, like they put the poker through his head, he doesn't die. Well, and like a fucking separate head just bit off Jimmy's. Yeah, so like severing the like brain link from the body doesn't do anything, and like putting like a stabber or like a an axe or anything through the head doesn't do anything. Right. So it's like they literally you have to literally incinerate the body. Is this guy getting? Oh, it's your boyfriend. Oh, I hate this Billy so much. Is he getting Morgan? Okay, so like when we were uh, figuring out what movie to do for our fiftieth episode, like I was thinking Return of the Living Dead too because Morgan hates Billy. So much. His face is just like really punchable. Like watching... ever since I've known you, you've talked about how much you fucking hate. Yeah, like this kid's this face kid's is face. fucking annoying. Um, and his real it's the name kind of face Thor. His name is Thor. I'm gonna bring it back around to this is the fuck. I gotta keep count. Uh, we've done 50 episodes. I'm gonna say this is the 40th episode with someone named Billy, Billy, Billy right? or Timmy or Tommy. <laughs> yes. Yep, I, I can't. I someone can't. Someone commented man. that like. On our Return of the Dead post, they were like, another movie with a character named with Billy. Billy. And so it's I Billy was always. reading, I follow a lot of uh, things on Instagram, like a lot of um, like writers, 
Instagrams mm-hmm. on light and they just tell you how to edit, what makes editing easier, how to how to write characters, yada yada. And there was an actual full-blown like series of posts that this one writer put up on Instagram about the allure of the Billy, Whoa, really? Tommy, Bobby, yeah. and it's the E. Mm-hmm. because you're young and innocent it's innocence that captures in the e because when you're a child you're bobby when you grow up you're robert you're bob yeah they, it, it gets taken away right you're not timmy you're when not you're billy. fucking 50 years you're old you're bill you're bill you're william but you know what that makes me so so it my really, cat. It, it's a way to engage with your <laughs> audience really. with your listeners it's a way to to instill that sense of innocence and youth it makes in the character that yeah. makes me think of tommy like the who though that shit ain't innocent no, but it's it's youthful. It's youth. It is, yeah. It's youth, and I think that that's, that's very much the essence of it. it is youth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the e. Yeah. You know what? When I was feeling Yasmina's boggling, <laughs> I, I was actually thinking. <laughs> I was actually thinking if I had a penis, I'd fuck this thing because <laughs> it's soft and like, well, like I don't I'm know. Sure, that isn't that like what uh, like pocket pussies are made. <laughs> that's out what of? I'm saying. Like the boggling feels like, like yeah, a like a flashlight. Yeah, yeah like very a soft. A soft very soft. The like, boglins are definitely really soft. I um, fucking a boglin. <laughs> Anybody yeah. out there fucked a boglin before? Yeah. Let us know. Let us yeah. know. Let, let us know in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> don't fucking DM us. Just put it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, I don't want I to see a picture of your dick inside a boglin. About <laughs> what Yasmina's boglin felt like. <laughs> That's a quote from around Megan. my fucking invisible penis. No, That's like incredible. puppet mouth. Yeah, the puppet mouth. Yeah, and then yeah. you can you can adjust the tightness around your penis because it's a yeah. puppet mouth. So you put yeah. your hand in the mouth and yeah. you can make it as tight as you want. Or like want. fucking uh, bring it to your next orgy. Somebody else could control the puppet on yeah. your dick. To your next orgy. <laughs> People have orgies. A nice Eyes wide shut. For your next orgy. It's a real thing. Society. Mm-hmm. Society waits. Oh, I wonder if orgies... You know what? You gotta feel bad for the swingers and stuff during COVID. They're stuck fucking their husbands and wives instead of doing what they love, which is everyone else. Yeah, totally. You wah, know? Wah, wah, wah. Wah. Oh, Do some drugs, wah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> Masturbate with your left hand. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> just, just remember, what will God think? <laughs> Ah. <laughs> um, also, we just uh, we just watched the part with the severed hand giving the middle finger, Which is and I love that. Incredible! I love it. You know what I've been thinking Fuck about a lot you. lately, and I want to bring it up before we forget and never bring it up. Uh, we watched Meet the Hollowheads the other day. That was weird. And I have not been able to get that movie out of my head. Literally okay, backstory. Since. Backstory. Meet the Hollowheads is a movie that my friend Dana introduced me to years ago, and I just recently found the tape, and ever since I watched it with Dana, like, years ago, I have... How long have I been fucking telling you guys? Oh, like, you've talked got, about it for a long time. I, yeah. Like, honestly, like, for years, I've been like, I need to get you sluts to watch Meet the Hollowheads, because it's, like, terror vision, but, like... Uh, on shrooms. More disturbing. Yes, I, I, like, I'm genuinely... Is. No, it's disturbing. Because Terror Vision is a comedy, whereas, like, Meet the Hollowhead Like, there's is, some, like, like, real issues going fucked. on. Like, it's, the, the there's boss issues. that's, like, real creepy. Yeah, and, like, like, he's, like, a super raper, and... Yeah, um, but Juliette Lewis is in it, and she sings a horrible song, and there's, like, Homer from Near Dark is in it, and it all takes place on a set, and there's, like, dicks that come out of the walls, and their grandpa's, like, decrepit in the basement. To feed it's, grandpa, like, honestly, like, such a fucking 
like insane movie, but we hung out last weekend to have like a production meeting, talk about the episode. And I was like, fucking, I'm going to make you watch this movie finally. <laughs> it, it, Yasmina, it I has stuck with so me more. I know that movie more than maybe it's just me. You guys ever seen those people who are like on the internet who are like, I don't remember my childhood. I don't. But you remember but Meet I the remember <laughs> Meet the Hollowhead. And that's the point I'm trying to say. We talk about, you know, Mystics of Bali and, and Spookies and um, whatever else movie we were. I don't remember a lot of our episodes. A, because we're drunk. Same. Yeah. B, because it was a long fucking time ago. And by a long time ago, I mean two and a half years uh, or something like that. You know what I mean? But I don't remember a lot in life. I really don't. My my moments come and then they go and they're gone. I'm Meet the, the fucking Hollowheads. Like really like I, I, I process it still. Like it had a lot of like meaning, but it's a meaningless movie. Why the fuck am I dwelling on this weird I know, show? Right? Why is it out there? More people need to fucking talk about this movie. Like seriously, like it's basically... Um, like, like what? Yes, I mean, think, nothing. I think, listen, I think, I think it's like a, a nightmare. Of, it's like watching someone's fucking nightmare. Like, I think there's a lot of weird and like visceral things in it, though. Like, I don't know. For me, like when I see a movie and there's like a part in it that like makes me uncomfortable, like I think about it and it's a part of my right. psyche right. forever. Right. And I know, like we were talking about, like oh that part where he talks about the brains are spicy, like that that like fucked me up from a kid. And when I watch it, it still it makes me. I think about it like when I'm vacuuming, or I think about like you know what I yeah. mean. And it's like it makes me sick, right? Yeah. And it's just one of those weird and visceral things. Wait a second. Yeah. You think about spicy brains when you're vacuuming? All the time. <laughs> like, no, like, like Megan is talking about, it's like so, like, no, I know that movie is And fun, mundane man. and like almost completely devoid of any actual like purpose. But there's stuff in it that makes you, f- that it disturbs you Dude, in a way seriously. that like you'll, you can't you can't get it out of your brain more than the rape too more than yeah, the rapey boss and i, I don't want to give it away because i really truly uh are you know thousands of fans I want every single one of you to experience this. Seriously, you need it's to watch so it. Weird. And the fucking like, rapey boss is totally sleazy uh, P. Martini from Guar. There's a lot of like a lot he's of not like, like subservient wife, and that's like, that's what stuck yeah, with me. Yeah. I can't get the wife out of my it's head. It's very like also the grandpa, like the like the invalid, and like they're feeding him and with he's a giant like, syringe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like it's basically room. like I don't know if y'all remember, like in There's the nineties, in the late eighties, like early nineties, there was a slew of I want to call it like. Uh, disturbed avant-garde, I guess, and Freaked is probably the most, like, popular movie in that genre. And Freaked, like, have you have you guys seen that movie? <laughs> yeah. With, you know what, uh, I, I, Alex haven't, Winter? I know it's, it's Alex like, Winter, I haven't it's, seen it yet. It's, uh, it's very weird, and, like, Meet the Hollowheads is, like, that kind of level of weird, but they, like, take it up a notch. It's, like, honestly, it's a mix of Terror Vision and Freaked. That's how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. But the, honestly, the most pivotal part of that movie, in my opinion, is the song that Juliette Lewis sings. And that fucking guy with his chicken saxophone, whatever the fuck that thing that was, was he has like an instrument that's made right. out of a rubber chicken. And she's like, I feel good about myself. Don't want to be anybody else. Like over they tried to sprinkle in some, over. you know, confidence. They're like, oh, she can sing. Let's give her a singing part in this movie. Yeah. I always like when they do that, when they're like, I was really hoping you were going to bring up that movie in this episode. I'm so glad. I I can't. 
believe how the many years it's taken for me to make you guys finally watch Meet the Hollow Head. The yeah, only, only oh, Megan's life has changed forever. She's oh, never going to be the same. That's it. The only scene, and you know, I'm on a big kick right now. Um, no offense to half of our followers, but I fucking hate men. And that's just where I am in life right now. And so the wife only left the kitchen I know. in one scene and in that one scene she was in the living room and she was groped by the boss yeah, yeah. like it was very much it was very much she was in the kitchen trying to prepare this meal worried about this meal for 99% of the movie and then when she wasn't worried about what to cook she was being felt up yeah cause, and like cause she kept her mouth shut because they had to like the boss was offering her husband a promotion so they had to like suck up to him right? and then she was like subservient and it was like oh this is okay I just want it's my husband to get the job but then of, as soon as Sleazy P. Martini fucking, like, as soon as they're, like, done with him, then it's great. Because then they, like, feed him that giant, yeah. like, needle. But, it's like, funny. It's a funny movie. Anyone who has never seen this movie, which is probably going to be most of you, are going to be very confused at this part in the episode. <laughs> so I, you should I, probably just watch just it. Just watch it. Just watch it's it. It's very much on point to what is don't going watch on it alone. right now. And yeah. we don't take uh, responsibility for your nightmares. No. And, really and so we weird. looked it up. We'll get back to the, the zombie flick we're watching. But we we looked it up. Slash Yasmina looked it up. And uh, and Morgan. And it was set in on another planet. Like it's an alternate universe. It's like an alternate But they look universe. like humans, yeah, right? Yeah. So so that, that to music, me. The music was like. That thing was like. Squeeze. 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 That shit bugs me. That shit gives me nightmares. Is that fucking weird trippy trumpet fucking music? Yeah. It's almost like they, that, they figured out which frequencies <laughs> the human ear doesn't love. Yeah. And then they made I a song like out of that. It's fucking no, weird. No sir. I don't like it. No sir. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, so I just want to mention that, uh, this, uh, the doctor in this, like the doc, his, I guess it's just, he's just doc in it, uh, was supposed to, well, uh, Phil Bruns is his name. Okay. So Don Kalfa, who was the, yeah, uh, the other dude, the fucking mortuary, uh, tried out for that part, but he didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't and get it. And it's like, why? Because everybody hated Ken, man. Ken was really hard to fucking work with. Like, because that would have actually made this even better. I know. I think he was actually one of the best parts of... I agree. Uh, I like his eyes. Of Return of the Living Dead. They're yeah. I also love how he just, like, snipped his one pant leg into shorts and left the other one for the entire movie. Incredible. I want to go back to Kenny Myers really quickly. The SPFX guy. So the difference between the Tarmans is the second Tarman in part two. Uh, they added animatronic eyes. Yeah, like so he the looks eyes different. like move all wonky. Yeah. Regular Tarman, like because the first of that, one, his eyes and are it's very funny buggy. because like I watched the documentary, and in, in the documentary, Alan Trotman like talks about how when he got asked to do part two, they were like, "Can you do it non-union?" And he was like, "No," <laughs> because oh, shit. like uh, that fucking Tarman suit sucks ass. I'm sure. It does. And it's made of foam, and they didn't know if it was gonna like float or sink when he gets like thrown, he gets thrown into, the, the, into river. the river. And he was like, So their solution no. was to say non union? <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, Um, no. Like, so they were like, Okay, like, so he like, he was unionized or whatever. There's a scene in this movie where there's a hand in a car that's like going crazy. 
And um, what they did was they used Peter Laurie from The Beast with Five Fingers as like a guide for how to shoot that. Okay. Yeah, so that's like an old 50s like Peter Laurie movie. And there's like the whole movie is like a severed like hand like thing from yeah. the Adams family. And they were like basically I'm such like a pervert. <laughs> You fucking pervert! Come on, the beast with five fingers. Hand job. Five fingers up my pussy. <laughs> All he needs is five fingers. <laughs> Beast. Just five fingers and a beast. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> That's all I need. Um, Kenny Myers was like, "I'm a perv and I'm gonna, you know, give hand jobs with severed hands." And thanks, Peter Laurie. So that's how they wrote that scene. And um, there's also, like, just the, in general, this movie is just more graphic than the first one. Like, even when they're eating brains, it's just much more, like, gory than the first one. Like, this shit? Kay Myers, yeah, he has been doing special effects for years in the industry. He worked on Galaxy of Terror. Um, He worked on Friday the 13th Part 3. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I love the song. Do, 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 do. No, it's not it. I'm sorry. It's basically the same song. And um, he also worked on Dead Heat. Awesome. With uh, Great Joe movie. Piscopo from TNG. And, and treat, treat Williams. Treat. What a treat. What a treat. Treat Williams. Uh, he also worked on The Willies. And he also worked on Sword and the Sorcerer, which is Albert Pune's first movie, and Pune! we're gonna we're gonna get into him later. And um, what, he, Albert Pune? Yeah. Why? Because of Tom Matthews. Oh, I didn't know that. There we'll get a, there. We'll a get Pune. there. Pune, Pune. There is a Pune reference, and uh, he also did the special effects for the Star Trek movies Part Five and Six. So Final Frontier is garbage, and Part Six, Undiscovered Country, brilliant. How can you go from trash to brilliance? I'll tell in you. One movie. I'll tell you. William Shatner. Mm. That's how. <laughs> Shatner? I yeah. barely know her. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> okay, I have a question for um, you guys, okay. but mainly. Who? Uh, yes, y'all. Couldn't be. Then who? But I. <laughs> who me? <laughs> but more for everybody. It's a, it's a hot debate that I've been thinking about a lot. Okay. Is Frankenstein's monster a zombie? Yes. Think about it. Yes. Is Frankenstein's monster a zombie? Sorry, can you say that question again? Is Frankenstein's monster a zombie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's undead, right? Right. Bring him back to life. It's funny because Frankenstein is, I'm only, I'm going to, I'm going to cut it to Frankenstein because Frankenstein's monster, we all as horror fans understand that's who he is. Okay. Frankenstein is the fucking doctor. Anyways, Frankenstein, I'm doing bunny Wait a minute. Frankenstein as the doctor? Okay. You know what? I know. Of your sarcastic bullshit. <laughs> so for one night, I'm not done yet. It's funny that he is, you know, a monster, right? Mm-hmm. Frankenstein's monster. Yes. No, he's a zombie. It's a, it's the original zombie yes. story, which is beautiful. It's the only beautiful zombie story, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then my second question is, and and a little bit more interesting, death becomes her. They don't die, but their bodies rot and wither. Are they zombies? Yes. 
I think so too. Uh, I think so too. Yes, because in this, in well, say for instance, if we're going to be referencing uh, Return of the Living Dead in the first and the second movies, they get the, the first one especially. They get the toxic shit in their face, and all they do is drink poison and, yeah. or drink a potion. Yeah, right? exactly. However, thing, and then when the they fall downstairs, her neck come, is turned around. She has a hole through her stomach. Yeah, the paramedics so come much. in Return of the Living Dead, and they're like, "You have no pulse. You're." Um, uh, your internal body temperature is whatever, right. 70 degrees. Like, you don't have any pressure. It's You're dead. But so, the difference is they drink the potion when they're alive. Right. How, but, yeah, but in this I one, don't think that's so do they, they, though. They get the toxic sh- shit thrown their into their alive, alive faces. That's true. And they slowly die. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So, so it's like, I was like, okay, Death Becomes Her is yeah, a fucking zo- zombie yes, movie. Yes, I love that movie. Hello. Like, for the longest time when I was a little kid, I had no idea that it was Bruce Willis. Oh, right? I, I, I honestly had no idea. It was, I didn't find out. Loser. I didn't know it was him until, like, later in life. But did you know. You know how, like, in the movie when, um, Blue Velvet, I can't think of her name right now, um, when she offers her, like, she gives her the note that says the price. Yeah. The price. We found out how much it costs. How much? It's a million dollars. Oh, a million. But back then, that was a lot of money. That's, like, ten million. Yeah. Like, lit. Yeah. Because, like, they don't mention the price in no, the movie. No, they don't. And I was like, I watched it recently. God damn it. Goldie Hawn. Beautiful bitch. Um, my ass don't even though Meryl Streep is fucking She's untouchable a, like course. those two of course women yeah that movie is perfect but I it was is. curious because I watched it recently and I was like well they never mentioned how much she pays for it because Meryl Streep is just like this is preposterous but then she pays it and I was like well fucking how much is it but apparently uh, Scream Factory or some company re-released it on Blu-ray and in the special features they finally fucking like Reveal. Reveal mm. that it was a million dollars. I would almost have rather that, like, when she opens up the folded piece of paper, it's like a drawing of a penis or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, dick butt? <laughs> if it was dick butt, that would be incredible. <laughs> and then Meryl Streep has oh, to act oh, oh, like... Oh, 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 oh. We just saw Doug Benson. Oh, I love okay, that. Okay, so that zombie that with says... Voice. With the high voice. Yeah. that says brains like that is Doug Benson. I love that. I He's so young, too. that incredible. fact. Yeah. I think that is, like my favorite fact of this movie because I fucking love Doug Benson I saw him live and even fucking Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall showed up and he was like one of the guests and um you know who Doug Benson is uh Scott Thompson Matchbox 20 (laughs) why why Matchbox 20. I just think Y'all of Always Sunny. I just always think of Always Sunny because he was on that show, right? What? Yeah. Rob Thomas? What? Yeah, Rob Thomas was in It's Always Sunny. Remember the episode where, like, um, he's with fucking Sinbad and... Uh, Sinbad? Yeah. yeah. Like, they think they're crazy. What fucking year is it? Hello. Oh How do you not remember this episode? I don't know, but I feel like I would have remembered Sinbad. There's an episode where fucking... Sinbad uh, and what's Rob his name? Thomas? What kind oh of God, God, movie oh. is that? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Rob Thomas is in an episode, and oh you need to watch it. And you should just need to watch that show because it's fucking incredible. It so I started funny. blasting. Um, who can we talk about right now? Uh, Ken Thomas. No, what's his name? Ken Mike Thomas. Thomas. Tom Matthews. Tom, Tom Matthews. Matthews. Let's no. talk about Tom Matthews. Let's talk about Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> no, unless you want to talk about Tom uh, fucking Dave Matthews when they like Tom Bergeron. Uh, literally, they're poo poo <laughs> off the highway on tour. 
Do you remember what? that? Remember when Dave Matthews was all like, I'm a hippie, environmentalist, mm. I love the earth, mm. and like their they tour left, bus. They left their shit in Yeah, shit their tank. fucking shit tank, they like tossed Over like it. the London Over River. Over the highway or, or some oh. shit. I thought it was, yeah, it was the highway. I thought yeah. it was either like a river well, or a highway. Know, it yeah. was like, I thought you were all like environmentalists. It probably Dave wasn't Dave Matthews <laughs> that was like, release the poop. It's just poo though, right? Like, poo's like... It's poo and pee. Actually, let me tell you, a a tour bus that has the capacity to poop is a very expensive endeavor. You need to have special equipment. Usually, you're not allowed to shit on a tour bus. Shut your fucking mouth. No No. one tells me where or when I shit. You can't even put your toilet paper down the toilet. I knew that. I've been to many a country where you can't do that. I've been in many tour buses, and I've never been on one where you can shit on. They they call it a grinder. Oh my god. So you can grind up all the matter and then you release the poo. But you know what? It was probably the bus driver that was like, release the poo. But Dave Matthews wasn't presiding over it like, yes. (laughs) This is my poo. Release the poo. Spread it out, John. Plus, let me tell you, Dave Matthews, his entourage, he probably has 20 buses and like, Three tractor trailers for yeah. the fucking tour. You know so, what's funny? It's a lot of poop. Dave Matthews. Revel, re- I can't think of a fucking single song. He's, <laughs> I can't think of a fucking single uh, song. I know what it sounds uh, like, but I can't sing it for I'll you. I'll out my head and let me out. It sounds like... Oh, oh, baby, baby. He's got a weird voice. Yeah, a bit of baby. Yeah. How to fight a baby. It's very, like, uh, Canadian, even though he's probably not Canadian. Um, it's crashing, a very Canadian to sound. Me? That song, it was like a slow song. It was like, crash into me, mm, baby. Bubble, baby! <laughs> Pretty much. Do you guys remember that Why? when Stained redid that? <laughs> yes. When they re- yes. redid that, that really great song. Um, I know what you're talking um, about. Behind Blue Eyes. Stained no, redid that was Behind Biscuit. Behind Blue Eyes? Yes, that was, was Lim Biscuit. Biscuit who did Behind Blue Eyes. You don't know what it's like. That was Lim Biscuit. Oh my god. I was thinking to be the one a that bad you just said. What man. What stained? What was the stained song that they well, covered? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Been no, a that's while. not a cover. That's their song. I love oh. that song. But um, Behind Blue Eyes, I'm pretty sure oh, Behind Blue Eyes. Is that the video that has Bill Paxton in it? Behind Blue Eyes was a Holly Berry movie. It was the the theme. No, but the Lip Biscuit music video right. had. I'm pretty sure had Bill Paxton. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. You know what I love about our podcast? We're just going to take you through time. (laughs) Take you on a journey, girl. We're going to take you back to the 80s and 90s always. But Stained, that's a, that's a, that band got huge, man. That one fucking song. Yeah. That was a great song. Yeah. I was listening to a song um, by Ashley Simpson's ex-boyfriend. A follow boy guy? Yes! And it was, it was such a great song. It was like, um. Let me tell you, follow boy, they're uh, excellent songwriters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote this great song about like, uh, come back to you or come right back to you or I always come come on on you. Or I always come (laughs) on you. Come on. And I was, and it was like, for all of our listeners who were, again, born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, so you were aware of what was happening in the late 90s. It's very important because when people say they were born in the 90s, you have to understand they were not aware of what was happening in the 90s because they were born in the 90s so if you're born in the 80s aware of what was happening in the 90s you will understand that that this all over spiky hair thing was very popular it was thick and it was spiky like it it wasn't like a like a short spike it was like a tall thick 
the gaudy spiky. boy blowout. Yes, and mm. and there were a lot of layers, a lot of layers, a lot yeah. of plaid on top of a t-shirt with a conch shell Fishnet, necklace, sucking arms. A lot of a lot of wide legs. A yeah. lot of jewelry. And, I was there. And I, then a lot I of men. I was there. A lot of men who dressed like that played acoustic guitar and sang from the heart. Hoobastank, for one. <laughs> Do you know why it's funny? Do you remember? I think the guy was on um, American Idol. Was it Ryan Cabrera? That guy. When, as familiar. soon as you said that the, con- the like, concho <laughs> necklace, I don't know why I thought of that guy. From the bowels of my brain, anyways. The 90s were very good to us all. Very good. In comparison to the world today. (laughs) The 90s were incredible. I don't remember a lot about what you guys were talking about, but I believe you. Oh, man, that whole era. Remember Hoobastank? I do. I know who they are, but I I, I don't know their name. What a Savage Garden. What a terrible name for a band. Oh, terrible. Hoobastank? I agree. They were part of the kind of like... Uh, they were like the new metal, but like the post new metal, like the it Alien Ant Farm metal. kind of yeah. like uh, thing. Going Can we on. talk about how hot the lead singer for Alien Ant Farm is? Why did you make that face? What? Because they got really? famous from a cover. Yeah, um, like and it was the covers. best cover ever. Lots of bands do. The yes, best the original song ever. I, can I say so was Behind Blue the Eyes. Song, the song that <laughs> was their second <laughs> single. Why? Why? <laughs> the movies. Remember that single? The second single from Alien Ant Farm. No, I just remember that. Well, I just know, that, I just so know that they covered Smooth Criminal, so and I was like, cool, you got famous from a cover, just like that other fucking, what's that other punk band that got famous off of Corey Hart? Corey Hart? Trouble Charger. I don't know. <laughs> There's <laughs> another Canadian band that got like famous now from a cover. you know how far you go um, to be the next freak when, show, like, American Psycho. Trouble Charger was like, Good though. Cover on the yeah. Oh, they were good. They were good. Something, something. No, you're not. Their first album, bomb shit. Um, the '90s for alternative was very interesting. Especially in Canada, we yeah. had a we had a good thing going yeah. on here. We had a lot of our own bands, and they were very. Uh, plus Electric Circus. Monica Duell, like she was literally chiseled out of marble. What a goddess. She reminds me of, um, like a, um, who's that fucking model who used to beat the shit out of people? Cindy Crawford. Naomi nope. Campbell. Naomi Campbell. <laughs> she still does. Mm. Yeah, like, like she, like, off. she hit someone for, with a phone or something. Yeah, I would Oh, too. Bjork. Get on my no, face. Well, did Bjork Bjork attacked too? a fucking paparazzi. That but was it was awesome. an accident. They no, were trying to help her and she attacked them. Purpose. No, no, no. But they were trying to help her and then she attacked them and she apologized after because she was like, oh, sorry, I just don't like paparazzi. But they were trying to help her and she like knocked them out or something like that. Man, we digress. Like yeah. a motherfucker. See, the, I, we knew this was going to happen. Anyway, zombies are taking over. Yeah, Tom They're Matthews. Running. Okay, Tom Matthews, who plays Joey... So, yeah, I mentioned earlier one of the only reasons why he did part two was because James Karen was also involved. And um, he started out as a model. And, I see Yeah, it. he was he's, a model. He, how, okay, do you know how tall he is? Because he looks like Yeah, him. he's like 6'5". He's a really? giant in Love real it. life. Love and, uh, yeah, so he started doing modeling early in his career. And um, he acted in school some commercials like for products such as Sprite and Tostitos. Vidal Sassoon. I would eat and I drink like anything that he would tout. Fuck yeah. Would um, love it. He had some spots in soap operas. Um, he has a brown belt in martial arts. Um, That's frustrating. 
Only brown? Brown belt is one yeah. away from black. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why wouldn't you just yeah. finish That's it? That's like fucking Why not just wait and then tell the world when you're a black belt. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Craig Nelson. Also a brown belt because he is a badass karate fighter in Action Jackson. There are like eight belts. You went one away from finishing right? Why it. Why didn't you just like take that shit time? Maybe they just wanted to keep the brown because uh, poop, poop. Um, but also Tom Matthews, uh, he owns his own construction company, and um, he's, he, a, he's a rich man now. He was hired by Ozzy Osbourne weird that I'm wearing his shirt right now. I didn't plan this. Um, And uh, to remodel his house and he's not in the episode, but the uh, episode where his construction company is doing the renovations is in, in the, the Osborne oh, cool. show. And good for um, him, though, eh? he's mm. really good friends with George Clooney. What? My guy. <laughs> George Clooney. Uh, is good you, friends George, George with Tom Matthews. to the world. His wife is a he fucking like, queen. I know, His I know wife is mean. a fucking queen, He is too. blessed to be with yes. her. No, he is, truly. Yes, they are a perfect couple. And he, he is, what's her name? Uh, is it um, Amal? Amal. Amal. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yes. Queen. Um, but it makes sense that they're Amal's friends. Amal's husband. Because right. um, he was mm-hmm. in an episode of ER, so I'm assuming that's probably where they met. And he's also in The Peacemaker, that movie with George Clooney and Nicole Kidman. What's a peacemaker? Don't ask me, because I don't have the answer. Peacemaker? I just work Thank here, you, man. Morgan. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it makes my How do you smake pee? It makes my pee. <laughs> Um, did you mention that, that he's in Friday the 13th? Or am I no, stupid? I'm getting there. He's the Tommy. I'm getting there, man. He's the fake, he's the fake Tommy. Okay, the fake Tommy. so uh, he auditioned for the role in prison, but then Viggo Mortenstein got it. You know what? Mm, and that's a great movie. Have he, you seen Prison? I only just watched it recently, and he's pretty hard. The end is yeah, so fucking good. good. Did you see his like, dick? Uh, no, no, unfortunately Wait, do you not. see his dick in Eastern Promises? Uh, it's, yeah, I think it's yes. more, yeah, 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 you see yeah. his dick in Eastern Vigo Promises. Vigo dick. Uh, put more dicks in movies. Anyways, um, but yeah, Tom Matthews, he got his big break as uh, Freddy in the first Return of the Living Dead. And he was the third and final Tommy Jarvis. The fake, fake Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Matthews is Tommy Jarvis yeah. Oh, yeah, in... Yeah, 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 yeah. Friday Thirteenth Part yeah. Six. Jason lives. Right. Yes. That's the third Tommy yes. Jarvis. And I love he Jason. Lives. Also, I love it. Uh, the game, the Friday Thirteenth game that just came out yeah. on the PlayStation. <laughs> oh, it's not good. Um, I heard it was really good, but and I bought it and I never got to play it. Oh, long right. story. Not gonna get into it. And um, <laughs> but they used his likeness for the game, and he provided his voice for the character i'm just gonna say real quick before people oh that was the lamest fart i've ever farted um 
Uh, we're not re- friends just, anymore just real quick i know that was such a it's because i'm wearing a thong and it went whoop up my butt crack mm. um like bubbled up. yeah thongs suck um i i say it's a bad game because i'm not a gamer go on i just want people to be like oh my god she didn't like that video game you guys need to understand that video games are hard for people i play a uh, dr mario on fucking yeah like nintendo, literally super mario so... 3 or like super mario world for super nintendo yeah. is like i mean like i'm not knocking on new games like some no of they're really great fun, but there's a but... lot of controls i don't like you gotta yeah. twirl the I heard it was really good. I oh, bought no. it. I never played it. <laughs> Who does um, that? Tommy? Jimmy? Johnny? Bobby? <laughs> Billy! Billy! Fuck! <laughs> um, but he oh, was man. in the third Dirty Dozen movie. And I actually, the Dirty Dozen, like the original, the first one, is a great fucking movie. And oh, yeah. I didn't know that he was in the third one. And um, he's in 11 Albert Pune movies. Pew! What? Let's talk about this. Okay, okay I actually I did not know that. love, <laughs> I'm sure people who have been following me on the social media know how much I adore Albert Pune and uh, Tom Matthews has been in 11 okay, Pune which movies. So I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I'm going to talk about the ones that matter to me. Nemesis. He's a Nemesis? Yes. Ooh. We were very drunk that night. Okay, because I was like, I don't Star remember. Star Trek Nemesis? I remember watching it. No, 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 not oh. Star Trek. No, I remember watching oh, no. it, but I don't oh. remember Tom Matthews. Uh, yes, I do, because I would have been like, I remember. Dude, I remember, and we were fucking wasted that night. That okay. was the night that we watched fucking Get Even. Mm. I know. So, so Champagne and Bullets, that was that night. <laughs> yeah. And we were wasted that night. But Nemesis, he's in the first Nemesis, which is a great fucking movie it's so fucking good oliver grenier whatever his last name he's is french um he's in blood match blood match is okay um, I, I love think i know that movie that uh you have a copy it's a of fighting that, right? like boxing yeah. movie like kickboxing movie and like i love my action movies and my kickboxing movies and like blood match i thought was okay but he's in kickboxer four and kickboxer oh. four and five seems- are the two that i'm missing so um heads up if anybody has part four and five for sale because i need part five because mark DeCastos is in it but i need part four because tom matthews is in it so um he's also in another movie by albert pune that i tried to watch recently and here's the thing i love albert pune but he's very off and on for me like some of his movies are like incredible like cyborg but some of his movies are just like unwatchable and i personally couldn't get into alien from la it was like a little Isn't like that, it was um, like vicious is lips. Is that Kathy Island? Yes. Okay. It was like vicious lips and I wasn't really that into it. Um, but he's in another one called um Heat Seeker that I've heard. I was is just about incredible. To say, it and looks like some mean bad guns. fucking uh, Terminator shit. Yeah, it actually um and Mean Guns looks really good as well, and I haven't seen that, but I just love Is Tom Matthews in... I love Albert Pune. I know, I'm gonna be and Mean Guns fucking your boyfriend. Which one? Uh, Christopher Lambert. Oh, and, Ice, and fucking Ice T is in it too. Jiminy Cricket, that yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, fucking Christopher <laughs> Lambert, motherfucker. Yeah, so um, Raiden forever, forever, yeah. forever, but, literally forever. So Tom Matthews, nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I episode. had no idea. You know, you had <laughs> you NC. said that you. He had been in like ten of his movies. I had no idea he had done more than ten movies. <laughs> he's done a 
lot. There's like, a movie, I, yeah. I just saw he was in a movie with John Stamos. By the way, the electricity in I this know. cost 50 grand. Wow! Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah. 50,000 yeah. The electricity at the end when they, like, charge up the fucking, uh, I guess it's the electricity station Whoa. here. Uh, the, yeah, it cost 50 grand. And, like, the budget, I think, of this movie was, like, six and a half million, but, like, $50,000. They said, yeah, they, they drew it. Yeah, they, they drew it hand by hand, mm-hmm. scene for, like, scene by scene or whatever. They, like... It reminds me of the Ghostbusters, though, right? Yeah. It's very much like Ghostbusters. This is why practical is always better. They drew on... Every... I think this is where bit. the Michael Jackson and it's zombie incredible. shows up, isn't it? I think so, yeah. And he does the, like... Like, look at how incredible this is. His eye is... I know. Eye is I know. Yeah, his eye fucking, like, oozes. I can't... I can't stress enough the importance of practical effects. I agree. Um, James Karen, uh, he plays Ed in part two. He was born in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. I've been there. We have been there. We drove through it on our way to view. In Wilkes Bar? Uh, Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. Oh. It's like a <laughs> suburb, you, but it's like right by Lee Heighton. Like we've driven through. Oh, I played there. I've I played. Remember. I played an early. Is show that near the Poconos? Yeah, oh, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. Our early yeah. Show do you remember? <laughs> yeah, the oh, there's there. Michael Jackson guy. Yeah. yeah, apparently they uh, didn't like at first. Like they they did it without Ken's approval, and they just like put the jacket on that actor, and Ken was like, no. No, we're not fucking doing this because they didn't ask permission, and then they were like, "Ah, fuck it, let's just do it, and then we'll just apologize later." That's what do you call that? It's better to ask for a, pol- It's better to apologize. It's easier to say sorry <laughs> later than ask permission soon. I don't know. Um, so that's why Michael Jackson is in part two. <laughs> so just a little, a little smoochy boochy of Michael Jackson trivia that has nothing to do with this movie but i thought everyone would be interested all of a sudden i'm drunk all of a sudden <laughs> right now it just it's because he literally just opened up a can of wine all of a sudden a can of wine listen let me try and articulate this this you didn't drink morgan you fucking slut you don't oh. cheers and not drink what the fuck life. you whore mm. we're not mm. friends anymore so i'm gonna try to articulate this fact because it's very interesting Michael Jackson was in very close contact with the the producer (laughs) as well as children. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh dear. Um, With the producers of Hook, the the movie with Robin Williams, right? Hook, the Peter Pan story. And Dustin Hoffman. So he was going to be, he wanted to be Peter Pan in the movie Hook. Oh, that's just. I didn't know that. So it gets better. Um, they were going to allow him to be Peter Pan in the movie Hook, except for they said to him, you need to understand that <laughs> this Peter Pan is not whimsical. He's a lawyer who has a family and who has yeah. stresses in life and he's very stressed out. And and this this version of Peter Pan, excuse me, is he's grown up and he's a depressed adult. And they were like, 
is that the Peter Pan you want to play? And Michael Jackson was like, absolutely not. Let Robin Williams do Holy that. fuck, I had no idea. So yeah, so so they fully were like, cool, Michael Jackson, you want to be Peter Pan? That's cool. But are you willing to do it as a grown-up, as an adult with a job and stress and, and a family? Like, and he was like, no, no, you know what? I just want to do it in the way where I wear the tight green leggings and I have a little fairy in my pocket. <laughs> he was, I have a feeling that also it was probably a combination of that and the producers after watching like Moonwalker and being like, we're not letting I'm it sure they were like, hey, how do we say no to Michael Jackson in a way that he says no, not us? <laughs> but it's very interesting. It's, uh, why are we yeah. talking about that? Oh, Michael Jackson in the movie. Yeah. Fucking digressing all over the place. That's I digress on your chest. All over my boobs. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about Jimmy. Um, he grew up in theater as his uncle was an actor and co-founder of the Collective Group Theater in New York City. Um, so he was also in the Air Forces during World awesome. War II. And he got his big break when he was the understudy for A Streetcar Named Desire on Broadway. <gasps> but it was, but get this, yeah. so under, the, it was the original on original the original streetcar named desire on broadway um, and but under carl malden did you guys know yeah you guys know who carl malden is no okay no. well like so he's an actor but he literally looks like mr magoo and i know him because he was one of the original hosts of unsolved mysteries before mm. like when they when it was just like mr the, magoo hosted mr. unsolved magoo. mysteries he literally did they had three hosts in the very first like uh pilots before they actually hired robert stack and robert stack was one of them but carl malden was also one of them and that's Carl Malden is so not sexy at all. Well, I mean, James Karen. It was a great job. I would say that James Karen, like, probably was sexier than Carl Malden. Like, he yeah. literally looks like Mr. Magoo. Like, I'll have for to look real. into that. Isn't that cool, though? Like, I had no idea. Like, I. The like, original production, though, that's fucking. Yeah, like, serious. I actually, because uh, we did Return of the Living Dead Part 1 for our 25th anniversary, and I looked at my notes. For oh, my that, God. We are and so, I was like, dude, like, so... I didn't get. even this deep like at all so that's why I was like yes like I'm excited to talk about him again because there's a lot of trivia that we missed in that episode and um this is a fact that I did not know about James Karen that he was such good friends with Buster Keaton Mm -hmm. that Buster Keaton is his son's godfather Mm -hmm. I I love Buster Keaton no idea and I fucking love him too because he is like the stone face of Hollywood like he was wasn't his like the great stone face like that's what like everybody like called him like in the 20s he's like incredible and I also just watched Sunset Boulevard and he plays himself (gasps) like playing cards yeah in that scene and I was like oh my god I had no fucking idea that James Cam uh James Cameron oh my god James Karen I said that earlier yeah you did bitch you fucking like got it it. and um yeah they were like such good friends I had no idea like his son Reed is Buster Keaton's godson um which is crazy and like James Karen received the Buster Award in 2001, uh, which is an honor given to one who demonstrates a professional excellence in Buster's tradition. Because Buster Keaton was like known for always being like deadpan. Yeah, does that mean you're a bad actor? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he never emoted. I love it. Because he's I bad at acting. It, like, I love it. <laughs> I know, I'm As he was literally I love it. I absolutely love it. And, like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I love it. Playing. But, yeah, oh. he... 
Uh, so James Cameron. This is happening. This is happening right now. James Cameron. I almost said James Cameron again. Uh, yes, he passed away in. Okay, sorry. We have to pause for a second here. Um, They're advertising the T-shirts. And there's a promo reel for merch. Yeah, some of the like, sickest it's merch like I've some, ever like, seen. like Charles Band shit right here. This is some of the sickest merch I've ever seen. Okay, though. so I guess I've never watched past the credits of this VHS that we're watching right now. Okay, so we're watching like a promo reel. You know what? Considering this is 1988, they're advertising tank tops for 13 American dollars. Bitch, that's expensive for 1988. Um, actually, there is a there's also a promo reel at the end of Action Jackson where you can get like a sweet vanity shirt. But really? I mean, like, look at the prices for this: a 14, sweatshirt for 25 you, yeah. US dollars in 1988. That's Bitch, not, that's expensive. That's like 50 bucks, yeah. I'd say. You got a lot of nerve fucking asking your this fans awesome. for this money. Yeah, money. if you guys have the VHS of Return of the Dead Part 2. The Lorimar, like, release. I don't yeah, know if there is a fucking one. promo, yeah. like, at the end of the credits where they're selling merch. They're like, sizes and styles. You can get a tank top or a t-shirt. Shipping and handling is $3 an item. I'm pretty sure, That's like, still the same thing. That's, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of money. The US is, like, five bucks. Still, so it not not much has changed. Who could much. have afforded to do this back in the day? That's really right? bonkers. Somebody yeah. who's really obsessed with this fucking movie. Is there a phone number? Are we gonna call it? I gonna, got my phone ready. We're gonna prank call it right now. Oh, a bonus T-shirt for free. Oh, oh, there's like an address. Send your money to Pennsylvania. Fuck, man, I used to write to PO boxes all the time. Money order. No phone number though. Oh, here it comes. One eight hundred two. Three two one, three three four zero. Three four zero zero. You drunk piece of shit. <laughs> eight hundred service is not available in Utah because Mormon Jesus doesn't believe in eight hundred numbers. Jesus. We're calling the number for virtually the dead merch. Please, please have an answering machine. If not, please have an answering machine. What 1-800 number just rings? It should have an answering machine. It takes a long time to dial back to 1988. Ah! <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's going to answer. Nope. I mean, it's kind of late. It's like 11 p.m. Yeah, but it's a 1-800. Oh, but it's like 1988. <laughs> Morgan, like they might be like <laughs> it might be like 7 p.m. in 1988. That's true. Nobody's picking up. Yeah, I thought someone would pick up that would say you've reached. Your call cannot be completed as died. Oh. 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 <laughs> we uh would like some return of the living dead merchandise, please. There are a ton of people who we follow and who hopefully follow us who create their own clothing and who create their own um, designs and prints. If, if whoever you are out there who is doing that, watch the VHS of Return of the Living Dead 2. Um, get to the end. Copy the exact prints from the t-shirts that they're trying to sell us because those fucking designs were incredible. Yeah. If more only white shirts. And they were I like the white shirts. White shirts. Yeah. The the I find like the neon colors look way better on a white shirt. I agree. I, I agree. love a white shirt. I'm also curious like if there are some of those 
original shirts out there still. I bet you they're like fucking 150 bucks. Oh, unless you find it in like some garbage dump. Because they don't know what they had. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go back to uh, James Karen. Okay. I don't Uh, Karen. I don't 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 Karen. Let's go to the shot. Fuck me, you crazy bitch. I'm, I'm down okay. for it. I'm, I'm down good. for it. Oh, well, Morgan yeah, has a family reunion tomorrow. I gotta do tomorrow. I gotta yeah. be a lot. Well, you're drinking your be- beans and... To be uh, alive. My beans are done. Uh, okay, so James Karen. You can have some of my wine if you want, honey. Jimmy Karen. Jimmy Karen passed away in uh, 2018 of cardiac arrest. I gotta mention that during the 25th anniversary... Or 25th, our 25th episode, he was still alive. Yes, that's true. So he's that's passed true. away since. Math. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that was in 2018, and so he died a few months after. Oh, episode. yeah, I yeah. can remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did a lot of television spots, and he got a recurring role in As the World Turns, and um, he was uh, in Golden uh, Girls. Do you oh, remember? He was Dorothy's one. boyfriend in an episode. He showed up as Dorothy's date. Just, uh, she has a few dates, so I'll have to look at <laughs> They up. all do, don't they? All, they? <laughs> they all get really fucked a lot for a bunch of six-year-olds. Yeah. I love my it. life goal is to just, like, become Dorothy B. Arthur, like, in just my be, like, old age. Tall, I mean, I feel like I'm her now. Um... And he was in that fucking Powers of Matthew Starr. Yes, he uh, was. Peter Barton and Jelly. Jelly. (laughs) Peter Barton and Jelly. Oh, Peter Barton and Jelly. I thought you guys were talking about Laverne Barton and Jelly. (laughs) Oh, wrong sandwich. Sorry. (laughs) Wrong sandwich. But yeah, Peter Barton with Jelly. Um, Delicious. Peter Barton with Jelly is a babe. Um, Bobby Briggs is hotter. Um, but he, yes, uh, James Karen was in The Powers of Matthew Starr, and that's a show that I would watch for that fucking crotch shot. And, um, cause, like, Peter Burton wears, like, a full, like, he's got, white, like, a like, bodysuit, and it's, like, he looks like he's one of the Bee Gees. Ah. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I guess, like, James Karen, um, wrote a lot of Frank's scenes in the first Return of Living okay. Dead. And he was actually nominated for a Saturn Award. And then later in 1998, he received an honorary Saturn Award for his contribution to the horror film industry. Oh, I love that. Which is very endearing. But let's talk about some of his work. Uh, So James Karen, I don't remember this uh, because I've only seen it once. He was in Hercules in New York. That's one of the first things I have in my list here of things. Yeah, he was there. Hercules in New York. A terrible movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And there's two versions of Hercules in New York, and one is the dubbed, and one is the original audio. And it was when Arnold first came to America, and he his English was so broken that they had to dub it. But I have two versions of that movie, and one is the original audio track when Arnold didn't properly like enunciate the English language and uh, I haven't watched it yet but I will soon and um James Karen was also in The China Syndrome, which I just Incredible. watched. Which I just did watched you watch because it? yes, I did. Okay, because and of the, the I have two things Chernobyl to say. Thing. Yeah. One thing mm. because I'm obsessed with Chernobyl, and that movie came out like 
right before Chernobyl happened. Well, I think it was seventies, and, and Chernobyl was. But like, no, it was made in the seventies, but it wasn't released in Russia until like the eighties. Well, so, it was something that was in every the forefront of everybody's mind because of and like the shit when that Chernobyl there. happened, like there was a lot of. In the early like hours, like, they a lot talk of a lot about like, like oh, oh well, the it's China just syndrome. like the China yeah. syndrome. It's because that was a real propaganda. Concern. It's not really real. Yeah, but but it was a real concern. And like that meanwhile, leak into the um, they're like dying of radiation. Yeah. yeah, like it's crazy. But fucking Michael Douglas, like with a beard. Hello. I like Michael beard. Douglas. No, nice. seriously, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. He has not, like a not now. He's an old. He's grandpa. Yeah, well, but he's like, like Kirk. He's basically Kirk now. But like, he's yeah, he it's is. true. He but is. like Michael Douglas and the China Syndrome. Like, holy shit! Like, whoa, whoa! Like long hair, beard. Like I was like, wow, 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 wow. wow, wow. Um, obviously James Karen Poltergeist. Um, he's in that fucking stupid. I know you love it, Morgan. That fucking pyramid movie, uh, Time Walker. Oh, it's not a pyramid movie. <laughs> oh, you bitch. She comes to his defense. <laughs> like a fucking, isn't it like a time traveler? No. Like a mummy. No. Okay, so I'm telling you what Time Walker's about. Okay, Morgan's going to get into Time Walker. Man, Time Walker was a fucking badass movie. Please watch it. Okay, so it's about some Egyptologists that are like, Oh, we found this fucking mummy. It's really cool. So pyramids. Go on. No, not in the pyramid. Yeah. Do you know that there was never a mummy found in a pyramid ever? Just kidding. Just kidding. Good. Good. It was. It was actually reptile people. (laughs) The reptilians. Anyway, so Time Walker is about a fucking Egyptologist guy that finds uh, a mummy and unwraps it, and it's like, oh, it's not a human. It's an alien. So like the, it's like ancient alien cool. shit where the alien. That's pretty cool. That's why you love back it. Back in the day, I know I was like, oh my god, my mind is blown. Thank you, Giorgio. <laughs> Giorgio, um, Giorgio, Giorgio, so close. Um, but yeah, so it's like uh, like this alien mummy guy. Uh, they find it, and but like it comes, it comes back to life, and it does like alien mummy shit. Girl, As I, I, I alien mummy you're gonna have to you're gonna have to elaborate what the Look fuck the, alien mummies do. I thought do. it was great. It's I enjoyed on, it's it. It's on Prime, right? Really? Um, I'm pretty sure it's I on Prime. I think I watched it on Tubi, but I do have a, a VHS copy as well. It's it's. I thought it was really. Fun. I should I watch it again. Like I, I didn't hate it, it when I watched it, but I just thought that it was like kind of uneventful. The end is the best part. Obviously, they save all the they saved up the budget. For the end. That's awesome. Well, James Cameron is in it. James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron has James, really James done Cameron, a lot of good he's stuff. He's uh, you, know, you know, like Time Walker. Titanic, and, Time Walker. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. so also James Titanic. 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 So Jimmy, I'm just going to call him Jimmy. That's what his friends call him. Hey, and Jimmy. I have a question for you, sluts. Okay. Because um, I think you've never seen it, but have you all watched Invaders from Mars? Mm. Invaders from Mars, Invaders from Mars, hold Toby on. Toby Hooper. I know, no, I haven't. Oh my fucking God. I I know, I know. Jesus Christ. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, I know, like, the poster I know, for me I know is iconic. It's so fucking Invaders good. Invaders from Mars post, but no, it's I've never. It's so good. It's like, but it's funny because um, during the entire movie, all they do is yell the main kid's name, David Gardner. Like, the entire movie came David Gardner! David Gardner! David Gardner! 
<laughs> David Gardner, like the entire fucking movie. But it's great. Like the special effects is incredible. And um, he's also in Wall Street. Ooh, that's with good. Michael yes. Douglas Incredible. again, and that's a fucking great. Hey, can I just movie. be like, hey, dude, seriously, Michael China Douglas? Syndrome? Hello, I would. It was a really, really, really good if, movie. There's probably would be a lot of cocaine. If you're involved, a freak like me and you love Chernobyl, don't you, you wish your girlfriend it. was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Don't ya? I remember that. Don't ya? I know things. Um, he's also in the Willies. Uh, he's also in Future Shock. I did know that. Yes, that's a movie that I need to watch again. We should watch it. I again. have it, but um, future, future, also future, he's in Mulholland Drive future. very quickly. And James Karen is in Seinfeld. <gasps> oh yes, he was um, Doc Bookman. Was no, he Bookman? No. Oh, he was in Puerto Rico Day episode, the very second last what? episode of the entire. Oh, I know series. Puerto Rico Day, yeah. but who the fuck he was he in Puerto Rico is, Day? Remember when Elaine decides to like abandon? She gets out. Car, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets out. She, she gets like, into a taxi. She, uh, yeah, and then she gets out, yeah. and then she decides to like. Um, Usher, like a bunch of people to go under the under bleachers. the bleachers. James Karen is one of the people oh. that she's like, come on, guys, we can like go under. And here then they hit a wall, like a parade, like the yeah. parade, and they're like stuck in the car. And James Karen is one of the guys that goes under the bleachers with Elaine, right? And she leads them to a dead end. So speaking of Seinfeld, it's devastating. It's like absurd that we've recorded this long and we haven't talked about Seinfeld yet because there are. A lot of Seinfeld references. Uh, Suzanne Snyder, who plays Brenda in real life. She's a yoga teacher. Um, she's also a uncredited cheerleader in The Last Starfighter. That's a movie Great that gave movie. me nightmares when I was a child. Um, she's also in uh, Weird Science, which sure. is my mm-hmm. favorite John Hughes movie, along with Breakfast Club. And... Um, She's also in TJ Hooker, and uh, she's in a show in Remo Williams. So there's, like, a scene in Remo Williams when Fred Ward is, like, watching a show, and she's, like, in the show. So it was, like, a meta character, I guess. Uh, She's also in Night of the Creeps. She's in Seinfeld. Who is she in Seinfeld? Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm dying to know. Seinfeld, she's in two episodes. Okay. The Pie. Yep. Is the she pie. the girlfriend? Yes. Okay. Yep. She's like Poppy's niece. Poppy's niece. Yes. Yeah. And she's also in the limo episode, but she plays a different character. But she's in the limo. She, wait, when she, that fucking crazy Russian is in the fucking limo with them. Yeah. And he's like, and Elaine is like, war. What is it good for? What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> But Susanna Snyder, I gotta say, um, she has a very gorgeous face. I think that she embodies, like, the perfect, like, dimple 80s, like, mark. I don't know. There's something about her face that's very distinguishable from that decade that she was just perfect to be cast in, like, the girlfriend role in a lot of 80s movies. Like, a fucking, even, like, Weird Science. Like, that was a huge movie. I don't know. It's like, she's, I don't know. I think she's gorgeous. I just like, she has like a very like perfect like features, like dimples and teeth, hair, eyes. She's got eyes. She's got, got two eyes. arms yeah. and two legs. Yeah. I think she's gorgeous. I think if, she's uh, Maybe pretty. I'd remember her better if she had a big swinging dick. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm into. Big she might have teeth and she might she's have eyes. She's got but... swinging labia. That's what she's big got. Big swinging flaps. She ain't got no big dick. I probably won't remember her. Uh, but the kid in... Um, yeah, we should talk about him real Michael, Michael Kenworthy, oh, yeah. who plays Jesse. Um, he started acting when he was five, and he's been over 135 he's been commercials. Like, he's been that's crazy. And he was the first and only child actor who turned down Aaron Spelling. Yeah, I found that, that a lot of... Uh, his Wikipedia, like whoever wrote his Wikipedia, he probably hired yeah. someone to do it. But uh, it was all very much like, oh, here was all his missed opportunities. I like that he turned down Aaron Spelling, though, because Aaron Spelling was very like, oh, how dare you say no to well, me? The way that uh, it, it was Your sort of written was over. like, oh, Aaron Spelling quashed his career after that. But it's like, maybe, like, you just, like, kind of turned down, like, two of the biggest roles you possibly could have, and then everybody was like, we kind of just don't want to work with you anymore. And, and you know what? You you gotta appreciate that, because especially when I'm, like, watching a whole bunch of sitcoms from the 90s and, and 80s and stuff like that, or, or commercials and stuff, and, you know, you see, I see Sarah Jessica Parker did, like, a stupid commercial when she was a kid, and it was for something stupid, and it was all very, like, um, Courtney Cox did it. She was the first... Um, in the first Tampax commercial, mm-hmm. it might not have been Tampax, don't quote me, but she, Courtney Cox was for sure in the first tampon commercial. Was this before she did the Bruce Springsteen video? I don't know. It's but, probably. But I do. It was her first. It was her first thing, and she where she they talked about women's anatomy. Like it wasn't like, hey, buy tampons. It was like, hey, what's your flow like? Like, let's talk about this. Yeah. Whoa. So right. So it's like if you're going bringing it back around to this, if you're going to turn down someone like Aaron Spelling, I get what you're saying, Morgan. Maybe. I other people were like, I'm not even going to fuck with you then. If you're going to be that much of a prude, like you have to pay your dues. You have to go through the shitty tampon commercials to get to friends. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to turn down Aaron Spellings, who's offering you the chance of a lifetime, people might be it like... It was Brian Austin Green's character yeah, like, so on 90210. Which is a big deal. Like, that was a yeah. fucking and, and, and deal. After that, people might have been like, I don't know who you think you are, but... You probably should have taken that role because yeah. it was a gift. Yeah. You kicked but the gift horse in the mouth. He was he, like, I just want to go to college. He also turned sure. down the role of Ben Seaver on Growing Pains. But that's that's oh, the I thing, right? That yeah. too. It, it's like So it's like, but what you're like saying, two huge fucking people roles. might that, after that. Alan Thick. No, Ben Seaver was um, No, I mean it was Alan Thick in Growing Pains. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, and uh, the Jesus, Canadian the legend guy, Alan uh, Thick. What's his name? <laughs> Kirk Cameron. He made that singer who's a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His son. Yes. Robin. Robin Thick. That awful. I just remember when song. Robin, not Robin. Uh, Robin, Robin. What's this dad's name again? It's Alan. Just fucking Alan Thick. Remember, remember when he introduced like the opening of the Sky Dome in Toronto? And like, wasn't it like a shit show? I probably wasn't born that new fucking um, old witch. I, I remember like. when City TV broadcast it, and yeah, he did that, and they had like some singing and some dancing. I don't think it was a shit show. It was just like. <laughs> weird like it was a stadium like what are you gonna do like sing, maybe i like sing about it maybe i have like a weird like fond like memory of a dream where like the ice melted in the hockey rink or something <laughs> like that i just remember like that being a huge deal and it was so like wah wah well, it yeah, wasn't that great it was the sky dome 
Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who fucking cares? Right? Yeah. <laughs> my, only, my only regret is not ever not seeing Pavarotti at the Sky Dome. Oh my god. Guys, can I tell you that I wanted to see Pavarotti for my 12th birthday at the Sky Dome. I begged my parents for Pavarotti Aww. tickets. That's adorable. Like a loser. Leonardo Pavarotti? <laughs> that Pavarotti? <laughs> Leonardo. Yes. Oh, oh wait, no, that wasn't. Never mind. No, the motherfucking yeah, I know. I thought his yeah. name was Leonardo. Pavarotti <laughs> liked Italian cheese. I think I sung about him in grade five. You made a song about him? No, I think my. I think L- I learned Luciano. 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 What I call him again? His name. Leonardo. Luciano Pavarotti liked enough. Italian cheese. Something, 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 something. Don't forget to sneeze. I, I learned about that in choir practice in grade five. You guys didn't go to Catholic schools. You don't know what it was like. You don't know what it was like. I went to Catholic school for five years. Indoctrination. I know. Well, then you learned about Leonardo Pavarotti. Well, I or guess whatever the Edmonton, fuck Alberta didn't fucking give a shit about Pavarotti. Because uh, I didn't know this, but I appreciate you. Because I love Who cares knowledge. about the Sky Dome? Who fucking cares about the fucking Sky Dome? Who gives a fuck? Talk about Alan Thick. Holy shit. Uh, more, more like, like Alan, Alan Finn. Finn. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. What? What? If he had a thick dick, we'd know. Yeah. Yeah, he would have done porn by now for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, with a name like that? Yeah. 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 Well, Michael Kenworthy, oh, right. uh, a.k.a. Jesse, was uh, the only other movie that I know him from is The Blob. Right. Jesse's girl. Jesse's in the Jessie's blob. Um, no, it's a. S- <laughs> there, honestly, there Thank are you, some interesting characters, like side characters in Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Like, for example, we missed it, uh, but Forrest J. Ackerman is a zombie, and oh. his zombie name is Harvey. But Forrest J. Ackerman, you know who he is, right? He's like the no founder of, like, you know, Famous Fa- Monsters magazine. Okay. He's like the founder. Oh, of well, Famous so he Monsters. just got the gig because he, he was like, I want to be is in this like, movie. But get this though, because he's like a huge deal in like science fiction world of like the fifties, and uh, Ken Wiederhorn. <laughs> uh, when they were filming, he didn't know who he was, and like all the other cast and crew were like, um, losing their mind. This guy is like a legend. Like, how do you not know? But they were like, but like Ken's not a horror fan, he wouldn't know. Yeah. And then like there was a moment in the documentary that I just watched where all the cast were like, remember when Ken asked Forrest Jay Ackerman to take his glasses off? For the scene, and everybody was like, "That's like his signature look." That's like telling Jim Jones to take his glasses. Yeah, like they were you like, "You're that. a fucking idiot, Ken." Ken, uh, no, Forrest J. Ackerman has to keep his glasses on because he's like a huge deal in like the science fiction world. And um, Mitch Pileggi. Yeah, he's also he's he's the one uh, army guy in it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a couple army dudes, and Mitch Pileggi. Skinner doesn't need an introduction. Skinner, Skinner! <laughs> does not need an introduction, but Mitch Pileggi, uh, he plays the Sarge. Um, he is, let's not, t- we're not going to like go into X-Files. Everybody like knows who Skinner is. Everybody knows Shocker, but like, let's talk about like his like non-Shocker X-Files work and he's in Death Wish 4. 
and I didn't know this because I've only seen Death Wish 1 and 3, but I need to watch part 2 because Jimmy Page fucking scored it. I know, and I keep meaning to bring that up. I was going to say, do we care about Death Wish 4? Well, now I do because I want to fucking see Skinner in it. But before then, did we care about Death Wish 4? No, but I care now. Yeah. Well, I know. I just mean like typically, like I know 1, 2, 3. I know 1, 2, 3. Yeah, and I've never seen part 2 and I really want to watch it because Jimmy Page did this fucking soundtrack and I had no idea until I read Hammer of the Gods. Um, but Mitch Pilecki is also in Basic Instinct. Perfect movie. Um, Vampire in Brooklyn. Perfect movie. Do you remember Mitch Pilecki? He's like wearing like a stupid like purple like pink like suit. He's like a gangster and Eddie Murphy just like fucking yep. kills him. It's great. Have you seen Vampire in Brooklyn, Morgan? He pulled the flip-flop shit on me. Oh, it's the flip-flop, so good. The it's I don't think so, so good. I just you know have to watch that it. You'll love it. Eddie Murphy has a mullet in it. Yeah, but oh, the guy from so the, the Wayne's Brothers show is in it. So the guy who plays the uncle in the Wayne's Brothers show. What, like Living Color? No, the Wayne's Brothers show. They oh. had their own show. Like after, like in the nineties, they had their own show, the Wayne's Brothers show. Um, he's 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 like the like the 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 quirky drunk guy in it. Okay, he put the flip flop shit on me. Flip flop, because he turns from oh, into a, oh, a bat. Ah, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's really great. Great. It's so it's really good. Great. It's, and I and totally what's her name? She's a fucking Angela Bassett. Uh, she's a fucking queen. Angela um, Bassett does not age. Uh, nope. Dude, seriously, you got to watch Vampire in Brooklyn. I totally forgot that Mitch Pileggi was in it, and he's also in Stargate Atlantis. I and have I have not gone into the Stargate show <laughs> yet. I do love the movie, but there's just too much of the show. There's, there's Stargate, the, there's, there's SG-1, there's Stargate, Bacula Atlantis. Stargate? No, uh, that's, no. no, he's Enterprise. Enterprise. But there's literally like 10 years of Stargate. Like my pa- I remember no, my parents more. watching It's like 20 years. Well, like the first, so I mean, the first different. show itself, I'm pretty so sure SG-1, it was like 10 SG-1 is like fucking 10 seasons, and then there's like Atlantis, and um, there's Renegade. There's like a bunch of different fucking stuff. And I want to get shows. into them because I feel so like I. the sci-fi aspect. It was so, like I remember my parents. Uh, MacGyver, yeah. for real, cannot do bad. Yeah. work. Incredible but shit. um, also Mitch Pilecki. I just want to mention really quickly. It's in Supernatural. I like that show. Supernatural, Team Dean. Nobody here agrees with me because they don't watch Supernatural. The one with Sam and Dean. Oh, I learned that from Supernatural with Sam and Dean. Yeah. The demons you in a box in the and they put them in the ocean. ocean. Uh, Mitch Pileggi is Sam and Dean's grandfather and Crowley resurrects him. And so he can like fight with his grandson. Like... Not Alistair Crowley. Okay. Fuck that guy. I'm no, not, it is. It's Aleister Crowley, Morgan. That's who it I is. Guess, I mean, if that's use, exactly like, a who it is. Character in the show, like they use the name, but the Crowley in Supernatural is way cooler than Aleister Crowley. Is he? Yeah, Aleister Crowley was a fucking loser. All he did was do heroin and see ghosts in caves. I mean, that heroin's like the lamest of the drugs. <laughs> I mean, like if you want to start lamest. a religion and go see fucking talk to ghosts in caves, then go right ahead. But Supernatural, great show. I will always stand by it. And also, Mitch Pileggi was in, I did not know this. I did not know that they made a new Dallas. Yeah. They did, did you know but, this? Yeah, what? I did. But it was, it didn't do well. But did you also know that Patrick Duffy is also in it? So he's in both. In the reboot. Yeah. yeah. He's in the reboot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Patrick Duffy is in the reboot as well as the original. The fuck? But Mitch Pilecki is in the reboot, and I had no idea. And I was like, well, uh, should I watch it? Because I like the original uh, Dallas. But it was only two seasons. Are they going to be able to do the story? Oh, is it? Oh, I had I no idea. I think it was idea. only two seasons, yeah. I had no idea. But um, we earlier, um, we got sidetracked. The Doc came on the screen. Uh, Phil Bruns, yeah. who plays the Doc in Return of the Dead Part 2, um, he is the original Morty Seinfeld. Oh, yes. So, He's in like the first yes. two episodes. Seinfeld three episodes. fucking yes. fans. The first like few episodes of like the very first season of Seinfeld, Morty and Frank were different actors. Like the yeah. original Frank Costanza wasn't Jerry Stiller. Really? Yeah. But like the original Morty was the fucking doc. Really? From Return of the Living Dead Part 2. That's cool. And he's also in this movie called Corvette Summer that I really want to buy um, with Mark Hamill. Okay. And uh, what's her name? Patty, whatever her name is from Ghostbuster. Janine. Oh, Janine. Yeah, Yeah. Patty something. Um, She is also in this movie with Phil Bruns. But Phil Bruns, the doc, is also in Digital Man. Digital Man was rotten. It looked like Putin. Like Why Vladimir Putin? Putin as a Terminator is exactly what yeah. Putin is. So um, the dog. Putin as a Terminator. He's in uh, Digital Man with Putin. And um, <laughs> he's also in Baywatch Nights. Oh, the Colonel, man. the other army guy, his uh, name in the movie is Colonel Glover. He's played by Jonathan Terry. Um, Jonathan also, Terry Thomas? Uh, yeah. JTT. JTT. <laughs> he's also in part one and he's also JTT. in Halloween 3. He's one of the guys that like works at the factory oh. of the masks of the evil. And um, he's also in that fucking Corvette summer movie. But um, so Frank from Return of the Dead Part 2 is played by Terrence Riggins and he is in Seinfeld as well. Um, He's in the puppy shirt episode. Who is he? Um, He is like the stage manager when Jerry goes on the show. Very small part. And Candyman and What's Love Got to Do With It. That's a fucking movie that is... So also, Angela Bassett, right? And, yes, Angela Bassett as well. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible shit. Oh, All right, so man. we're going to wrap this up. With a shot? Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. up with a shot. Sure, with a shot. One more. Pull me some. What do you want? You want some of that? Pour some Whitney on me. Shitney. In the name of shots. Did you guys have fun? Did you like this uh, recording? Uh, Megan is farting. I can see her and body. They're all so quiet. I though. can see your body moving in the fart motion. The thong just... Into your I don't know if I can do this or if I want A little halfy. All right, just I'll do, do a, a little halfy. Because I'm fucking... Guys, we're drunk. Yeah, I'm drunk, so... This is well, crazy. Okay, so we tried to call that number, and it didn't work, but... <clears throat> We made an attempt. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I hope um, all of our listeners continue to follow and listen. Um, I literally have nothing else to say. Yeah, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Cheers. Have an excellent... life (laughs) have a good life motherfuckers and we'll see you in the next episode thanks for sticking with us and uh cheers cheers Cheers. all right peace out brussels sprout stay fresh cheese bags
Go fuck yourselves.